0: Hey, welcome to Chew the Bible, it's your good friend, A.A. Ron. It is still May 27th, 2022, Friday, May 27th, and it is uh, 2.04 in the afternoon. We are now in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, I promise you I will avoid my uh, crazy stories. For now, but if I have some in between, I'll definitely share them, and we'll go down some different rabbit holes. All right, here we go. We yeah, Ecclesiastes chapter nine. Reading out the New Living Translation on the Bible app. Shout out to the Bible app. Shout out to U Version. Oh, let's run that. do. Let's run that back again because I need to start the video again finally got this video thing down to the science. Remember the settings. There's a whole nother level I can go with this whole live streaming on YouTube, but yeah, for now, we're just keeping it very simple. Very basic. There we go. Start recording. All right now we're on video yeah all right welcome back to chew the bible it's your good friend A. A. Ron. it is may 27 2022 205 in the afternoon recording this live from kc kansas city the royal city hope everyone's having an amazing day we're in ecclesiastes chapter 9 we're reading on the new living translation the heading for this is death comes to all This too, I carefully explored, even though the actions of godly and wise people are in God's hands. No one knows whether God will show them favor. The same destiny and ultimately, the same destiny ultimately awaits everyone, whether righteous or wicked, good or bad, ceremonially clean or unclean, religious or irreligious. Good people, there goes that good word again, Good people receive the same treatment as sinners, and people who make promises to God are treated like people who don't. It seems so wrong that everyone under the sun suffers the same fate. Already twisted by evil, people choose their own mad course, for they have no hope. There is nothing ahead but death, anyway. I was thinking of that. What is that from? Alice in Wonderland? People have those bumper stickers or. Different things to say. We're all mad here. They have T-shirts to say that. And not all of us are mad. You don't have to be mad. Going down your own course, mad course, full of confusion and destruction. Jesus, I feel like until you fully, I know there's people that have we that have mental health issues. I have battle those my own, myself. Some people have chemical imbalances some people have been through some serious trauma and all kind you name it fill in the blank right but until you turn around and face jesus christ and accept him as your lord and savior and begin to have a relationship with him and walk side by side with him nothing in life will make sense and confusion you got to feel his opposition um but as i said in a few recordings ago God's opposition, him opposing us, our plans, because we all set out to make our own plans, right? Him opposing our plans and feeling that opposition is actually his grace because it forces us to turn to him. All right, verse four. There is hope only for the living, as they say. It's better to be a live dog than a dead lion. I've never heard anybody say that it's better to be a live dog than a dead lion interesting i'm not even gonna go that deep into the philosophical meaning of that that phrase but there you go basically better to be alive and humble than uh dead and one of the most powerful people on earth on in the world and lions are the supposed to be the most powerful or the sign the symbol of the most powerful uh animal in the animal kingdom. Even Jesus is referred to the Lion of Judah. Anyway, verse five. The living at least know they will die, but the dead know nothing. They have no further reward, nor nor are they remembered. Whatever verse six, whatever they did in their lifetime, loving, hating, envying, is all long gone. They no longer play a part in anything here on earth. So go ahead, eat your food with joy, and drink your wine with a happy heart. For God approves this. God approves of this. Wear fine clothes with a splash of cologne. Live happily with the woman you love, though all the meaningless days of life that God has given you under the sun. Through all the meaningless days of life that God has given you under the sun, the wife God gives you is your reward for all your earthly toil. Hmm, Something I... uh, definitely took for granted but i'm believing god will hopefully give me another one and i'll definitely treat her in his time and i'll treat her better than the last one through the grace of the holy spirit the power of the holy spirit i just hope she's a minimalist and doesn't require me to move a lot of couches it's one of my few requests i have other requests but that's like request number one Whatever you do, do well for when you go to the grave, there will be no work or planning or knowledge or wisdom. I have observed something else under the sun. The fastest runner doesn't always win the race and the strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. Hmm. And those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. It is all decided by chance, by being in the right place at the right time. Some people get dealt a different hand. We all get dealt different hands, deck of cards. People, verse 12, people can never predict when hard times might come. Like fish in a net or birds in a trap, people are caught by sudden tragedy. Tell me about it. This, the heading for this is Thoughts on Wisdom and Folly. Verse 13. Here is another bit of wisdom that has impressed me as I have watched the way our world works. There was a small town with only a few people, and a great king came with his army and besieged it. A poor wise man knew how to save the town, and so it was reduced. But afterward, no one thought to thank him. So even though wisdom is better than strength, those who are wise will be despised if they are poor. What are they? What they say will not be appreciated for long. Hmm. Interesting. We definitely do in this country, especially in the United States, value people who have money and power more so than people who don't have those things. Oh, come on. Cooperate. Bed verse seventeen. Better to he, better to hear the quiet words of a wise person than the shouts of a foolish king. Better to have wisdom than weapons of war, but one sinner can destroy much that is good. It's pretty deep here. Let's see what it said in the Message Bible in those last... What it says in the Message Bible in those last... uh, In those last... Verses. It says in verse 15, so I'm all, so I'm all for just going ahead and having a good time. Hold on, we're in, we're in chapter nine, my bad. Let's read, we'll do verse 16 through 18. All the same, I still say that wisdom is better than muscle, even though the wise poor man was treated with contempt and soon forgotten. Verse 17, the quiet words of the wise are more effective than the ranting of a king of fools. Wisdom is better than warheads, but one hothead can ruin the good earth. Mm, interesting. All right, let's see what the Tony Evans notes say. And then we'll see here we got verse chapter 10, verse chapter 11, chapter 12. There you go. Three more chapters. This is a reminder that as far as our earthly existence is concerned... Life, even when filled with struggles and disappointments, is preferable to death. Since you don't know what tomorrow will bring, enjoy the legitimate pleasures of each day, because God richly provides us with all things to enjoy. Go see First Timothy 6, chapter 6, verse 17. Don't, however, seek enjoyment independent of him. Anytime we try to seek any type of enjoyment apart from God is, yeah, you're going to be disappointed. Our existence, he just made it that way. That's how you are at us. Uh, our existence often looks like a roll of the dice. And regardless of whatever strength, wisdom, riches, or skill a person has, time and chance happen to all. Life appears to be random. Certainly no one knows his time. Yet we must live with an eternal perspective. I always know the moment that, shoot, I wake up. First of all, when I wake up, I know it's nothing but the grace of God that I even woke up. Because I've heard of so many stories of people passed away in their sleep. And second of all, I know anytime when I go to leave this apartment, that at any moment, that could be my, I may not return home, so, yeah, take every moment, truly, I know it's a cliche, but definitely, there's one thing I've learned, especially recently, like, every moment is precious, every single moment is precious, it says yeah and regardless of whatever strength wisdom riches or skill a person has time and chance happen to all life appears to be random certainly no one knows this time yet we must live with an eternal perspective how do we live with an eternal perspective i personally feel like just jesus it all starts with jesus um Keeping our eyes focused on him, meditating on on his goodness, his faithfulness, his mercy, and spending time in his word and around other Christians as much as you can. That helps um, cultivate an eternal perspective, knowing that it's great to accomplish things here on earth, to get degrees, to get a good career. To make a lot of money, to buy, acquire wealth and homes But none of that stuff matters in eternity The only thing that matters is our relationship with Jesus Christ And then the ripple effects of that relationship Love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength And then the second command, to love our neighbors as ourselves. And it's only the Holy Spirit that empowers us to really do that Because every time I'm trying to do that in my own strength and my like, Lord I just, I'll just mess it up. So that's just my personal thoughts on how you can live with an eternal perspective. Well, thank you for Ecclesiastes chapter 9. I pray that as we continue to read through your word, that you continue to transform our hearts, our minds, and our strength. Lord, as I go to read this message for my lady friend, Miss Steffi Curry, I pray, uh, give me the word to say. Give me the words to say, to be kind and uh, keep our friendship in the proper perspective. Lord, just give me clarity, please, uh, on just this season that I'm in. Because, you know, I'm very vulnerable right now after the passing of my father. And I really would desire to be in a relationship, Lord. But I don't want it to be in a relationship just to be in a relationship, Lord. And so I need your help, your power. To help me to really enjoy this season of singleness and to uh be your vessel, Lord, that still loves people and is kind to people and is um Yeah. Doesn't yo yo people. Especially any woman woman that I seriously end up engaging with. Uh yeah, Lord, help us to number our days in Jesus' name. Amen. All right y'all. I'll be back. I'll be balk. God willing. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans five a says, but God demonstrated His love toward us, or showed His love toward us, in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans ten verse nine through ten says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised Him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God.